Good morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off Yuma, page ten, a second line. Parsa, you mean all on the Miyafes So how do we know that the Persians come from Yefes? They were the ones. Yeah, they were the ones that gave permission to build the base of Migdal. So it says, when the Yefes, the sons of Yefes, Goyimer, Umagoy, Umadai, Viyavan. This is in Genesis. In Noyach, the end of Parshas Noyach, the Yavon, the Tuval, the Meshach, the Tiras, and he explains. He Goimer is a Germania. Germany. 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 is a Canadia, not Canada. Candia. <laughs> no, not Canada. Candia. Candia. Yes, a Greek island in Crete. One second. One second. Let me see. We, we, we. Some say Candia is, is Crete. Okay. You, you want to you want to show them the picture so they know what you're talking about. Mada is a Ma- Macedonia. Everyone knows what Macedonia is. Uh, next to Greece, Macedonia is part of part of Greece. Yavon Kemashmai, Greece is Greece. Tuval Tuval is a base of Nike. They say it's Bithynia. Bithynia. Underneath the Black Sea, in the right of Greece, between Assyria and Greece. Meshach is a Musia, Missia. Tidus is an argument. Please, we never see more. We never bother. Argument, we never see more. We never bother. I'm allowed to say that we see more. We never bother. We see more. We never bother. Cada one of them says, based Teraiki, one says, it's based Teraiki. Adam is a Persian. Another says it's Persian. What's based Teraiki? The race. Part of Turkey, northwestern oh, tip of Turkey. Very good. Says Amr Abu Dhamirav says we're in Tanei. The Ain Ben David Ba, as son of David, will not come. Asher Tipshul Machzirim Ereshav B'Chalalim Kulo Tish Hadashim. Until the king of Remi will spread, the West will spread throughout the whole world for nine months. So they'll conquer everyone, including Persia. And it says, Therefore, we will surrender them until the time the one who gives birth has given birth. There's nine months. Then the rest of Mashiach's brothers will return with the children of Israel. You can say this already happened, right? I mean, many times, you know, Conquer the whole world. Yeah, it's good with us. We agree, Mashiach can come. Tell the rabbis and the rabbis learn. Okay, now we go back. Tell the rabbis and the rabbis learn. All the chambers in the Migdash didn't have a mezuzah. With the exception of Melishka's Panhedrin. So you believe did the Kohen Gadol had a mezuzah? Why did it have a mezuzah? Because the Kohen Gadol lived there. The Kohen Gadol lived there seven days. He was quarantined. He lived there. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda argues. He says, well, many many chambers in the base of Migdash which had a sleeping chambers. The people at the Levim and the Kohenim who had to watch, who had to watch the base of Migdash, they had sleeping chambers in them. They had beds. They would sleep there at night. Not everyone would watch. You know, they would, would lock the base of Migdash. 
some of them would sleep. I guess they had shifts, and some of them they were locked inside. Some yeah. of them would sleep. Yeah, they had shifts. No, they were from the outside, but those who were kept inside because to watch. Well, and he didn't have a mezuzah. So why is Lishkas but heaven any different? Hello. The reason is Lishkas but heaven because the reason why Lishkas had had a mezuzah. It was only rabbinic. Really, he didn't need a mezuzah. Just like all the other chambers didn't have a mezuzah. But why, practically, the Lishkas didn't have a mezuzah? So it's a decree. The decree was, the mother will say later, it shouldn't look like a prison. It should look like a home. Hmm. That he shouldn't like he was forced to live there, like a prison. He had no choice. It should look like a real home. So they put a mezuzah. This is the uh, Porhedrin chamber. Porhedrin chamber, where the kind of was quarantined seven days in the temple, uh, temple, in the, in the temple building, a compound where he was quarantined seven days for Yom Kippur, the high priest. Wow. So again, so Rabbi Yehuda holds that he has to have a mezuzah. Rabbis disagree, say you don't have to have a mezuzah, it was only by rabbinic decree. Okay, now the Gemara analyzes the argument. My time with Rabbi Yehuda, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Yehuda? I'm sorry, the rabbis hold that, that it, had, it had to have a mezuzah. Rabbi Buddha said it didn't need a mezuzah. What's the reason of Buddha? Rabbi Buddha says a house that's not a constant house that's used in the winter and the summer. If it's just a summer house, it's not really a house. If it's just a winter house, not really a house. So if the Kayin Godlo is only using it seven days of the year, it's not used all the time, every season. So it's not really a house. So biblically, you don't need a mezuzah. It's only, only rabbinic. The rabbis disagree. The rabbis hold no, any house. If it's a house, you live in it. doesn't matter what season, if it's seasonal. You need a mezuzah. In fact, the we have by asked the question, what if it says, I will hit the, uh, the summer house, the winter house, and the summer house. I will strike the winter house with the summer house. And we see that each one is called a house. Even a seasonal house is called a house. So the answer, it's called a summer house, a winter house, it's called a summer house, a summer palace, a winter palace, it's called a summer house. Teddy says you should write a mezuzah on your house. A house is only something that's all seasons. Yeah. If it's only seasonal, you can't call it a house, period. You have to call it a winter house, a summer house. So it's exempt from mezuzah, according to Rabbi Hood. We learn sukkah during the holiday of sukkah. Rabbi says, Yeah, you need a mezuzah. You're exempt. We learn what do you mean? What are they exempt and obligated and what? Rabbi Huda says, If he's part of a courtyard, you have to include him in the Eidif. You're not allowed to carry unless every person of part of the courtyard, whoever's living there, dwelling there, joins in the Eidif. So he's also considered a house. So you need to join him in the Eidim. And mezuzah, needs a mezuzah, it's a house. Ubermeiser, tithing. That once you enter into a house, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to eat something that's untithed. 
that even that even even a snack, not allowed to even snack on something until it's tithe. When does that obligation begin? Only once it enters into the house. Well, still in the field, I can snack on it, even before I tithe. But once it enters the house, then I can't even snack on it until it's tithe. So entering into the sukkah is like entering a house. It's considered a house in relation to all these three things. So what do we see? We see a contradiction between the rabbis and the rabbis and Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda. What did the rabbis say there that the Lishkas Padhadin is biblically obligated, even though you're only living there for seven days? A sukkah is also seven days. So there the rabbis say that seven days is considered a permanent residence. Here the rabbis say that the seven days is not of a sukkah, is not considered a permanent residence. So it's not part of a native. You don't need a mezuzah. You're allowed to snack and then it's not, you're not obligated to tithe yet. No problem. And there, Rabbi Yehuda says the exact opposite. Here, Rabbi Yehuda says, seven days is a permanent house. You need a mezuzah. And there, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, biblically, seven days is nothing. It's not considered a house. It's only, only rabbinically. You see the contradiction? It's a biased question. Huh. If you're going to want to answer, at least you're going to answer Rabbi Yehuda's part. Rabbi Yehuda. If you're going to want to answer the contradiction in Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, why does Rabbi Huda say there Mlishka, it's on seven days only rabbinic? And here he says biblical. Real, I'll tell you here it's also rabbinic. That a sukkah you need a mezuzah rabbinically. He tamed him with the rabbanon, but really biblically seven days is not considered a house. So bishleim eight of a mezuzah I can grant you. Okay, fine. Biblically, rabbinically you need a mezuzah. Rabbinically you have to join in the eight of fine. What about tithing? You can't say if if it, biblically you're exempt from tithing, that I'm allowed to even snack on it without tithing, without tithing. So how can I say that rabbinically you should tithe? Because you may come to to a, a royal mistake, a grand mistake. The You're gonna separate since you have to tithe it, right? The rabbis say you have to tithe it. So you're gonna tithe from something that's biblically obligated for something that's biblically exempt. That's a problem because it's not, since it's biblically exempt, it's not really tithing. I'll use the miser that I brought into the sukkah to tithe something that I'm biblically obligated. But here, since biblically I'm exempt, I can't tithe. So I'm going to eat that, and that's tevel. I thought I took care of my obligations already. Really, I didn't. So it's going to lead to tevel. You can lose your life leading tevel without, without, before you tithe. So, it's, so therefore, you can say that. So therefore you must say that it's biblical, that biblically you're obligated. So since that's biblical, if tithing is biblical, everything else he said obligated is, is, is likewise biblical. When he says biblically, you need a mezuzah, even though you're living there for seven days. So it's a contradiction. What question is, why does it ask, why does it only ask on, on, the, on Rabbi Yehuda? What about the rabbis? He's not answering the rabbis and the rabbis. There, the rabbis say that the Lishkas has in seven days, you're biblically obligated on the mezuzah. Here, the rabbis say you're not. Hmm. You're exempt. Yeah, says, I mean, yeah. What's the difference? Is that a, this is a full-time building. There's like just a temporary building. Yeah. What's the difference? No, so Tesis says the reason is because sukkah, who says I'm even in the city of the sukkah? If it's windy, you don't have to, even, you don't have to stay in the sukkah. If it's rainy, who says I'm even going to stay in the sukkah? The whole thing is so flimsy. Who says I'm even going to have seven days in the sukkah? Who says I'm going to have seven minutes in the sukkah? If it's rainy, if it is, you're not obligated. But Rabbi Maybe Yehuda has a different opinion. So, so there, it makes sense. The rabbis would say, yeah, come on, a sukkah is flimsy. What's a sukkah? A sukkah is nothing. But here's a house. What do you mean a house? He's going to live there seven days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, but the question is, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, it's a contradiction. Here he says that biblically the sukkah is obligated in the in the mezuzah, and there he says, "Lishes for heaven." On the contrary, if a sukkah which is flimsy and nevertheless you're biblically obligated, how much more so a permanent house, part of the chamber, the temple, the temple compound? Surely, you're living in seven days. It's enough reason to have a mezuzah biblically. Why do you say it's only rabbinic exena? Elam rabbi, answers like this. No one argues. Even Rabbi Huda agrees that the lishkas for when the kohen gadol is living there, you need a mezuzah. That's not what they're arguing. Keep pleading, they're arguing the rest of the year. The rabbis say that since since the lishkas panhedr, you need a mezuzah biblically for the seven days that the kohen gadol is there, so we leave the mezuzah on the whole year. Because if, you, if you're going to take it off the whole year, you may come to leave it off the seven days when you're biblically obligated. So they made a decree and leave it on. Rabbi Huda says, says, you don't make it. No. So they're arguing whether the rest of the year you need a mezuzah. Mm. So he says, you don't, make a, you don't make a decree. You don't make a decree. So that's the argument. The argument is the rest of the year. Everyone holds at seven days you need a mezuzah. And that's why Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda is consistent with Rabbi Huda and Sukkah. Here seven days in the mezuzah, here seven days in the mezuzah. And even the rabbis, it's not a question, like we said, because the rabbis, there, Sukkah, they hold you don't have to because it's flimsy. But here you're living seven days biblically in the mezuzah. The argument is the rest of the year. The rabbis said that you need the rest of the year. And Rabbi Huda says, no, you don't need the rest of the year. Because the rest of the year was unoccupied. Yes. What's like, what does he mean the What do you mean the brings a proof from the from the other chambers. The other chambers where they slept, they didn't have a mezuzah. He didn't make a gzeda, he say, well, let's have a mezuzah all the time because during the day because they're, they're sleeping there at night. So therefore, he doesn't hold of this gzeda. He argues with the rabbis that we make a gzeda for the whole year for the seven days. Just like we don't find the other chambers. That when they slept there at night, we're going to make a gzeda. You should have a mezuzah all the time, even during the day. So why then did the lishkas parhedrin have a mezuzah all year? So he says the reason they had a mezuzah was a different gzeda. The gzeda was, like he's going to say later, you shouldn't say that he's living in a prison. You should say that he's living in a home. So that's why all year round we had a mezuzah. That's the argument. Why they had a mezuzah. No, there's no practical argument, according to this. They're just explaining why they had a mezuzah. Why they had a mezuzah the rest of the year. According to the rabbis, it was exaggerated because of the seven days that you're biblically obligated. According to Rabbi Yudin, no, it was a different reason, a different exaggerated. That's not reason enough. A different say. You know, it's a very complicated, complex Rashi's interpretation. Taste was completely disagrees with Rashi. He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't uh, agree with that explanation at all. So, but Amalirava, so Rava had questions. But Sukkot Hachag, Bechag Tani. But it says Sukkot Hachag, Bechag. And the rabbis say it's exempt. So we see that even on sukkahs you're exempt. 
Even on Sukkot, you're exempt. The rabbis hold that even seven days, you're exempt. So right now, he's not accepting any distinction between the Sukkah and the house of the Panhedrin. We see the rabbis hold that even the seven days, you don't have to have a mezuzah. So maybe the Lishkas Panhedrin, so the Lishkas Panhedrin, you shouldn't have a mezuzah even the seven days. Everyone, no one is arguing about the rest of the year. Everyone holds you don't need a mezuzah the rest of the year. Keep ligi b'shiva. Arguing whether you need a mezuzah biblically the seven days. The rabbis hold you do, and the Buddha holds you don't. Sukkah by sukkah. Why by sukkah you're exempt? Sukkah time melechud. There's two separate reasons. Sukkah time melechud. The reason why by sukkah the argument in Rabbi and the rabbis and Rabbi Yudah time made Rabbi the whole sukkah's didus kvabin and sukkah has to be a permanent, has to be a stalwart uh, edifice, it has to be like a house. So therefore, if it's built like a house with permanence, that's why he says it can be even higher than twenty amas. It can be sturdy. Therefore, you obligated them biblically. Obligated them like a real house. But Rabbi Yeh said earlier, right? It's flimsy. The whole thing is flimsy. It's not a house. It's flimsy. It's a hut. Hmm. And Taylor says you need a temporary building. It's temporary. It's not a real dwelling. Right, so Phil said a good thing. The whole sukkah was sitting in sukkah because Hashem set us in the hut. Did us at it. When they obligated the mezuzah, <laughs> the huts that the Jews used in the desert, the tents. But they obligated the mezuzah not. Did us at it. It's a temporary, but it's not temporary. They live there all the time. Anyway, we'll learn next tomorrow the whole detail, which is obligated. Yeah. The, so they don't really need uh, the, 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 they have the actual shekinah with them, you know. The lishka type of separate reason. The rabbis say that there the rabbis say you're obligated to the mezuzah it's not a flimsy house. And, and even though he's forced to live there, so it's like a prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's called a house. House arrest. He was on the house arrest. <laughs> We've been in the house arrest for over a year with all this quarantine. Good <laughs> God, was in the house arrest for seven days. So you call that a house? You call that living? You exempt from mezuzah? Quarantine. <laughs> quarantine. Another word for house arrest. It's a prison. Yeah, that's what it says. Dina Balkar Dina, you call that a house? It's a prison. A prison is exempt from mezuzahs. That's why. Oh, but the rabbis say no. Even though it's house arrest and it's quarantine, it's called a house, and you have to, you need you need a mezuzah. No, if you quarantine, you're under house arrest. It's a prison, and you're exempt from mezuzah. The only reason they had a mezuzah for the seven days was only rabbinic. Why? If you don't have a mezuzah, they're going to say he's in, he's in quarantine. He's in prison. Right. He's on the house arrest. So he has to make a mezuzah. Looks like he's no. He's doing it. He's living royally. He's living in a five star hotel. He's living in Tamakam <laughs> It's Willis. So it's only rabbinic. But whom are we kidding? Of course it's house arrest. And of course it's a prison. And of course you're exempt from mezuzah. But the rabbis say it doesn't look good. PR is very bad. It looks like we're, we're forcing the kohen gadol. What happened to his freedoms, his rights? Kavod Okay, we'll stop over here. Everyone, everyone, everyone.